welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. I'm delighted to host this podcast and share key trends and innovations for each of the 25 industries we serve. At SAP, we like to say that we speak the language of our customers, and this language is industry. We've been supporting all industries for more than 50 years now, and it's exciting to launch this podcast and discuss with industry experts the business value that they get from our solutions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the SAP Insights podcast. And today we're talking about the future of sustainable shopping with imperatives for retailers and fashion brands. My two special guests on the show today are Akeem and Michael, and I'll ask them to introduce themselves in a sec. My name is Tom Raftery with SAP. Thank you for joining us. Okay, gentlemen, would you like to introduce yourselves with maybe Michael going first? Hey, my name is Michael Scheibner. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer of GK Software, a long-time SAP Solution Extension Partner. And before Akim jumps in there, Michael, could you give us a couple of words about GK Software for people who might be unaware? We're specialized in retail, especially stores, but anything that is related to the shopper experience. And um, we're running our software in large enterprise customers, but also in the fashion and luxury industry. Just to drop a few names, Walmart, Aldi, Lidl, Adidas, and the Richemont Group, for example. And the name GK Software comes from the names of the founders, correct? Yeah, the name of the company comes from the two founders. And um, we went public in 2008, and they are still on board and uh, managing the business. Tremendous, tremendous. Akim, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So welcome, Tom, and a pleasure being part of this podcast. My name is Achim Schneider. I'm running the industry business unit retail at SAP. I've been working for SAP now for about 24 years, all the time in retail. So it's the area of excitement, as I'd like to say. And the IBU, the industry business unit for retail, is responsible at SAP for for defining the strategy for the industry and for taking care that the new solution is probably being rolled out to the market. And we work very closely together with our partners, like Michael um, described, like GK, um, to have a end-to-end capability we can bring to the market. Okay, superb. And the, the, the retail and the shopping kind of sector have remained completely unchanged in the last few years. Is that right? Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> so um, we have no changes we, at all. <laughs> we have a Germanian saying: "It's called uh, Handel ist Wandel." That means retail is uh, instantly changing. And um, so, yeah, uh, especially the last ten years, I would say it has immensely changed. Yeah. So let, let's talk about some of those changes. Do you want to uh, both yourself and Michael jump in? Uh, what way has it changed? What's wrought those changes, and how is that manifesting itself? online and offline uh, shopping experience are merging basically and i think this is this was a big change in the last couple of years and it was uh, driving a lot of uh, innovations in the store all of this was accelerated during the last one and a half years as we all know mm-hmm. th- there was an acceleration in in this melting together of online and offline because people wanted to pick up their items in the store um, you had touchless experience in the stores so a lot of new technologies went into the store and retailers invested heavily into that okay and Akeem, what are you seeing yeah, I can agree only on that one. Um, I'd like even to go further back in the history when when uh, 
I can or I can remember in the 90s still there was a very much driven or brand driven retail business. So the retailers told the customers what they should buy, and and this has completely changed. And I can remember the time when we started with so-called customer relation management. What are the steps in there? What is it retailers need to take care of to make the customer finally the part of the center of their center in the retail business? And and um, this is over the last decade. This has has become more and more important, especially when we talk about omnichannel. I remember in the past it was called multi-channel. Then we started to call it omnichannel because there is not really a channel. Nowadays we might call it the unified commerce, probably because. Um, Consumers are just going for a brand. And um, then this merging of online and offline is is just there. There is not a development of merging anymore. Um, people expecting or end consumers expecting, regardless where you go for shopping, you have a very good experience at the end of the day. And this, these were the things which I saw over the years when we were, you know, looking at retail, what was mainly changing. Um, I mean, there were trends, the typical ones like online to offline or offline to online and the merger of that. But actually, this was just a part of it. It's also about how to fulfill it and all that. And also the data, we might talk later about it a bit more. And all this came together and these were the, yeah, the changes and changes become faster and faster. Became faster and faster. If, if, I, if I may if you add a few words on that one. Sure. Uh, I think also a huge trend was that stores are really serving as uh, brand ambassadors. Uh, I mean, we all know company Apple. Apple did it, maybe not first, but um, extensively and with a with perfect execution to use their stores as brand ambassadors all over the world in every country in the large cities. And a lot of companies have followed the trend. So we see that with our customer Adidas, for example, they are using their stores as basically. Uh, you could say it's a museum or it's a it's a really an experience to be in that store and and breathe the brand um, and and therefore they make their customers more loyal and uh, I think this is a huge trend and yeah and and we are uh, serving these trends with uh, with our solutions okay and what about the the kind of movement towards kind of instant gratification that people are looking for how is that affecting uh, retail I mean, that's for me a, let's say a, you might call it a, a trend, but it's a given in the meanwhile, because um, end consumers, they exactly wanted to have it right now, because I have all the finger, all the information just, you know, on my fingertips, I can look it up every time and everywhere. And so my expectation is, well, I want to have it right now to the time where I expect to have it. Mm. So it's coming later well i cannot expect that or, or accept it because then i could go to another brand probably i get it there so the thing is retailers what they need to to come up with is this kind of real time if you look in today's world in retail you still have the situation that you handle store inventory you handle dc or distribution center inventory you handle inventory for e-commerce you handle inventory for another channel and these are all disjunct to each other. There is not really a one global view on the inventory. I mean, even though you might have it somewhere with reports, the question is how to handle it. So if I order online, I want to pick it up in a store, which is a franchise. How could you as a retailer simply take care of that inventory for that person who ordered it online? You should belong to the e-commerce inventory. Now it's part of the franchise inventory. And how to manage it in the back 
of that retail business. And that makes the complexity finally, and also these are big challenges for retailers because they need to have seamlessly integrated supply chain capabilities, they need to have data, one data where they talk about and they share around the entire business because otherwise they wouldn't be able to exactly fulfill that requirement. And that I think is the huge challenge, but also the big opportunity. So I see it also from that side, retailers should see it as an opportunity and not just oh, a challenge. Tom, uh, to your <clears throat> to your point of instant gratification, what comes to my mind is also, um, you know, more interaction with the customer in the store, but using their digital devices, uh, iPhones, Android uh, devices, etc. How do we how do we do that together with our customers, for example, is we create little games and then the customer gets like a coupon, uh, the largest uh, retailer, uh, grocery retailer in Germany, uh, Edeka is doing that. They created the game with us. Uh, a customer gets a coupon and, and buys a specific product that according to his shopping history, he might like or he usually buys and he gets a credit, uh, an, an instant gratification, for example. And then another point is obviously bonus programs, et cetera, et cetera. So customer loyalty, customer centricity um, is, is a huge trend uh, that we serve uh, with, with our solutions. Okay. I'm absolutely agreeing on that, but there's the other side of the medal, which is about is the data part. Because when I want to play this game, when I want to have, you know, um, the real insight, the 360 view, degree view on the end consumer, and so being able to really personalize to that person, maybe even knowing before that person knows what is my demand, knowing about the demand, it's about data. So what are the data I need to collect for that? What are the data I need to, to, to bring together and to merge to make a useful outcome and decision out of that? I mean, that makes it even more challenging because, I mean, you can collect data as much as you want. The question is, what is it what you are able to make out of the data? How can you automize it so that you don't need to have a, a PhD sitting there writing algorithms and figuring out, okay, what is the outcome of that? You have to have an intelligence in the machines. You need to have an, a technology in, in edge areas or whatever to get something where you can make something useful out and so finally being able to personalize and i think that's exactly the big thing here for the retailers i totally agree Achim, and um, um we also see that that trend um, in our customer base so there is right now a lot of discussions that we have with customers around instant recommendations in real time so while you are in the store uh, scanning your basket with whatever technology it could be um, uh, cameras but it also could be your mobile device um, you get instant recommendations for items that you have might missed or that according to your shopping behavior uh, would be perfect for what you just bought like for example if you buy spaghetti and you didn't scan a uh, your tomato sauce you instantly get uh, a notification that you might have forgot that, and um, and I think this is an is a it's a it's a big trend, um, and with the technology that we have in the back end uh, from SAP and GK, we we can do that today. Okay, and what about the actual physical assets that the kind of uh, retail companies and fashion brands have, the big stores and the the staff that they have? Are you know are, are they um, kind of cost centers or how how are they being viewed? How do they contribute? 
So what, what, what we figured as in, in very important in stores, especially in fashion, if you look at that one, is also that you have to have the right, let's say, technology in the stores. One piece is definitely, you mentioned staff time. The staff needs to be equipped rightly. I mean, if you want to provide in fashion, not looking now at Adidas, I'm looking now for a potentially more luxury fashion um, company. If you want to, like Burberry, take that one as an example. If you want to serve best to the end consumer, knowing about the shopping behavior, knowing about the style that person is going to wear and so on, you need to be equipped with the right information. And that information needs to be a or need to be a on-hand real-time information. You cannot have information which are um, I don't know how old. You need to go for the current, accurate, in-time information. This is about the customer. This is about the product. Maybe even about social activities, which are important to know about because is that garment you want to sell here really top-notch in 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 in, in uh, currently in the time for that person. Or is there something else which might fit better to that person? So if you want to give the best experience as a staff to the end consumer, you need to be equipped with the right information. I mean, it's not the handheld. It's that what is in the handheld available. But also the other part of it, what we see, and I think that then I can hand over to Michael, is um, in fashion, and you see it in these stores like the Adidas stores, the huge ones, where customers coming in and they're looking for a specific product, but the product is not on that place as expected. Now you go to the staff and the staff is looking for the product, but the product isn't there, it's somewhere. And this somewhere needs to be figured out rightly from the, end, from the, the, the staff in the store. So they need to know where is the product. So that means, is a product rightly tagged potentially with an RFID tag? Do you have readers in your store on all the places? So you can see exactly, is that product in the right size and the right color still available? And where is it currently? Is it misplaced? Is it in the back store? Is it on the way to the counter? And so on. So these are the things where I think retailers could easily achieve high value for the end consumers. Okay, Michael? Absolutely agree, Achim. And, um, <clears throat> and there is, Actually, you, you basically talked about uh, every aspect um, of this uh, changing in-store experience for, for the for the staff. What is uh, you know what I can what I can give to the discussion is um, just two cases: uh, one in, in in Germany, and then in a national, uh, and then another international uh, luxury retailer. They use. Um, exactly what you just said. So they enhance the the in-store experience for the consumer because the staff has uh, the perfect information uh, right at hand and can give recommendations to the consumer according to their shopping history and totally automatic if a customer uh, chooses an, an item and it's not available there is automatically a pop-up if he wants to have it delivered at home so basically he doesn't realize that there is a shortage in the store um, in the in the store storage but he gets it from a DC or even from another store. But is that transparent in that moment? No, it is just totally automatic and absolutely normal for our customers. We're seeing, I think, globally, and you know, maybe you'll comment on this, we're seeing kind of a, a rise in interest in sustainability across all aspects of, of all industries. Is this something that's also impacting on retail? Is this something that you're seeing and, and how so? Yeah, sustainability in retail, um, if you think a couple of years back, it was a kind of a side topic. In the meanwhile, it's a very important topic. And it's regardless where in the retail business, 
or in your value chain. I would even look at that one. So if it is in the, in the logistics, I mean, that's a given. There you can make lots of, let's say, good things in improving the sustainability part, but also in the stores. I mean, it starts with a typical kind of control mechanism for the power in the stores, for the lights in the stores, for the coolers in the stores and all that, so that you get the right information and you you can avoid, you know, too much power going into something. But in the same, it's also about, imagine uh, a grocery with the, the, the huge fridges um, and how often fridges are open, closed, open, closed. It's a very, uh, this happens very often in the day. So what is the right level of temperature in these fridges to keep the, 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 the products in there um, fresh. So that's also for yep. reducing waste. So there are different aspects coming together, regardless where you look around in retail. Or imagine um, all these co-ops or, or EDCAS and Revers, they all have these um, in-store production where you order sandwiches, where you get you know something produced in the store. And the question is, okay, how to how to plan the slices of meat you need to have for your sandwiches on the day? How many beagles do you need to have? How many onions should be there? And all that. So all the process from the planning to the delivery to the store is very important to reduce also the wastage on that one. Or if you think further, what's about the tomato and the, the strawberries in the store? How can you measure the fresh, the level of freshness of that product. So there are new technologies in there where we could do lots of new things with cameras and sensors and so on. Michael raised the sand. So what is yes? Because because <laughs> you you gave me really a it was a really just a perfect topic uh, when you mentioned tomatoes and strawberries. Um, why am I saying that? A couple of our clients, uh, big grocery customers, they. They uh, they really think about food waste. Uh, it is a huge topic in the at least in the Western Hemisphere, um, um, but I see it all over the world actually. And um, what happened? Uh, I think it was like two or three years ago when we sat together with one of our large clients in uh, Switzerland was exactly about this topic: food waste, especially uh, in the department of um, uh, fruit and, and uh, vegetables. And mm -hmm. uh, how did we tackle this uh, challenge? Uh, we used our dynamic pricing technology. So that means um, according to certain circumstances, you change the price of a certain product. Um, so if you know your strawberries are, are, are about to get uh, bad, uh, what you need, what you can do is automatically without any interaction from a human being is reduce the price of the strawberries in that moment to sell them out earlier before they are food waste. Uh, and so you offer your customers a special price, they get sold easier. At the same time, the retailer uh, uh, wants to maintain his margin, right? So what does the software do? It raises the price, for example, of whipped cream, which is in 60-70% together sold with the fresh strawberries. And that is how we tackle uh, the problem of food waste. And at the same time, the consumer and the retailer benefit out of it. A quick question on that, um, Michael. How are the shoppers notified in kind of real time of that drop in price of strawberries, for, uh, to take your example? 
there are two ways. Uh, we are fortunate enough with uh, this client uh, that they have um, electronic shelf labels, but not only simple electronic shelf labels. They have electronic shelf labels that can that are you know colorful. They can uh, make the customer aware that there is a price change right now. Plus. All the customers that are using the mobile app of this specific retailer um, get a real-time notification while they are in the store because we are using Geofence technology. That's quite a common standard right now. Okay, very good. Akim, you wanted to say something. I just wanted to add to Michael's point. Um, if you if you start the process a step further, even when you go into the how to replenish, how to bring the product in the store, I mean, it's not just about saying, okay, I need to have... Um, x kilos of, of tomatoes in the store it's about to have it on the day you know several times we do this kind of of calculation of the right replenishment you know to to minimize also the, the that that wastage the potential of wastage in the store but having the right amount of products also available during the day and then if you can add it with your your promotional aspects and out of that you could even say okay what would be the next replenishment run based on that outcome and that learning you take out of that, you can even optimize more in the next rounds. And I think that's that's the key thing for retailers that they, you know, become that agile also on that side. Okay. Have we any good customer examples we can speak to? I mean, one, one good customer on that one is definitely our, our um, customer in Switzerland, which is Coop, um, with whom we did a co-innovation on exactly that topic, um, where we um, worked together with Coop on um, a better outcome of a forecast algorithm. So, you know, you, you measure quality of your forecast. That's the one thing. But we put something behind together with the customer to make it even more accurate, to have a better prediction for that, what you want to bring into the store. And they could decrease in a really good number the wastage in the stores just while using that that artificial intelligence in the forecast. Very good. Very good. And the other, the other very good example we have out there is Costco in in in, in US, where we um, had this in-store production, the bakery part, um, and the in-store production built with uh, intelligence, also with cameras and sensors to see, okay, here is that's the right amount of replenishment. Now that's the the, the phase where you need to start or you to prepare your bakery part to have the fresh bread in the store in time so that you don't produce waste, but fresh products. And that was the other very good outcome. Okay, superb. Gentlemen, we're coming towards the end of the podcast now. Is there any question I have not asked that you kind of wish I did or any topic we've not brought up that you think it's important for people to think about? I think from from my side, uh, what is another huge trend is uh, convenience. And uh, where do we see that? We see it um, in um, in, a, in a totally different angle. Uh, it's where the former oil and gas industry, I say former, because they all uh, change right now uh, uh, in the direction of of, um, of electricity, electric charging. So a lot of oil and gas companies. Uh, that are they are also huge retailers mm. right so um, they sell lots of products uh, um, in their service stations you, you see i'm not even using the the phrase gas station um, and and in their service stations they need to think about uh, new ways of how approaching how they approach the customer and um, and i see this as a as a huge trend so for example um, if you arrive there with your car um, 
obviously you want to order something uh, like 10 minutes before on your mobile phone, like a, 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 a coffee or a, a croissant, baguette, etc. And when you arrive there, this stuff is already finished. Uh, you get it, uh, uh, someone serves it in your car. And so this whole experience at service stations will change and is transforming right now using exactly the technologies that we talked about, real-time recommendations, mobile. And I think that's a that's a huge trend where we will see uh, lots of movement and transformation mm. um, um, in that industry. And I, I think, I mean, the, your, your point there as well around service stations changing is that the, the change will happen as well because it will take slightly longer when you go to a service station because you will have an electric vehicle which takes longer to charge so they need to convert into being the likes of experience centers and i think as well on kind of longer distance journeys where you're on the motorway the ability to use a voice assistant in your car to book ahead of time the charger and the meal that you want when you get there and maybe the coffee or whatever drink you're going to have when you get there and have that sitting waiting for you when you pull into the service station to charge your car and you know then be able to relax and have a nice meal while your car is charging outside and then take off again on the rest of your journey. Yeah, you can play the latest game uh, in your Tesla <laughs> or whatever electric car and enjoy your, your black coffee. So I, I totally agree. And this transformation is happening right now. Okay, Akeem, anything else that you want to bring up that we haven't mentioned? Yeah, I think that it's a very important topic Michael mentioned. I, I mean, there's a very well-known um, oil and gas or gas station company worldwide with the um, the yellow shelf. Um, <laughs> and that one that one is even saying that customer, they want to become the biggest retailer in the world. I mean, just imagine the, 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 the dimension behind that. So there is lots of things. It's not just the convenience store, it's the services, all this together. And that makes it at the end. What, what I still like to say maybe as a kind of a wrap up here is also um, retailers they should be very much aware of that the store itself is still the place center of of their retail business even though the e-commerce is growing very fast even though you have more and more channels where end consumers want to get that brand but the key thing is you need to bring your customer to your business and the place of the best service the place of the best exchange is always a store and the store will change definitely let's say from the traditional um, approach into a newer one where you have a different kind of service, where you can be more agile, where even the staff is maybe differently equipped, where you can be very open in how you order products and kind of get it delivered. But I think that still there is a future for the store. And um, that's where I believe into. And I think every retailer who also focuses on that with right technology as the, the enabler to make this store a new smart store. I think that's the way forward retailers need to look at. Okay, superb. Michael, Akim, that's been great. If people want to know more about yourselves or about retail or any other things that we talked about today, where would you have me direct them let's say michael you go first obviously on our website uh, uh, gksoftware.com but also on on the sap website um, um, if you just uh, put into search field uh, gk or pos or store or retail you will find our uh, the overview about our solutions okay super backing 
yeah, that's the place to go. So if you go to sap.com and you go to the industry, retail, and there you find everything what you want to know about retail, also GK, obviously. So um, that's a perfect place. And there are also contact names behind. So it's easy to, to get even further details if needed. Tremendous. Tremendous. Gentlemen, that's been great. Thanks a million for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast. If you want to explore our industry portfolio to find the solutions you need to run your business better, faster and simpler, please visit us at sap.com slash industries.